going on guys? This is Jonathan and this is Comic Book Cinema. Today I wanted to do something a little different. It's always usually me with two to three other guys talking about various different topics uh, that are related to comic book movies. Today I kind of wanted to just share with you guys a personal story of mine and uh, hopefully it's something you guys like. So probably from the time when I was about four years old it was probably the early 90s, okay? At that time, you know, my mom recorded a lot of things on the VCR. Kids, by the way, a VHS tape is what we used to watch. And then after that, it was the DVD, then the Blu-ray, but nowadays, apparently everyone just watches everything digitally. But back in my day, when I was growing up, it was just literally this uh, cassette tape. In order for you to start the movie back over again after you'd already watched through it, you had to do something that we call rewinding. Times were very different back then. But anyway, I digress. My mom had a recording of Batman Returns on a videotape. And when I was four, that was something that captured my imagination. I think it was my third or fourth birthday, I literally asked for everything Batman. So I got, you know, Batman action figures, all you know tied into the movie of course Batman Returns but you know I had the Michael Keaton action figure the Michelle Pfeiffer Catwoman action figure so when I was a kid at a very early age I was fascinated by superheroes I think if if it's anyone's fault it's my parents fault that I am such a comic book movie aficionado because I started at a very early age and like I said Started off with the Batman Returns movie, but of course I still watched the original Batman, Tim Burton's Batman as well. The original Superman movies were something that captured my imagination as well. There was kind of a dark period for a long time. I can remember being about seven, eight, maybe nine, checking out a VHS copy of the original Captain America movie. Where'd you get your guinea pig? Happens to be the best damn candidate out of 600 volunteers. A secret experiment gave one man the strength of a hundred. The rest of the world, he's just codenamed Captain America. And the power to save millions. That was put out in the early 90s as well. Even though by today's standards, that movie is not only dreadfully cheesy, but has an extremely low production value. But when I was a kid, that was something that was very special to me. Actually, the reason I have this poster uh, or the reason I got this poster off Amazon is because when I was younger as well, this is another movie, even though if it, I'm not recommending that you guys go out and watch this film, Superman 4 The Quest for Peace is... <sighs> Destroy Superman. First, I have fun. It's, uh, it's pretty bad, okay? Let's just leave it at that. It's one of those movies that for me, I don't care how cheesy it is or how the dialogue is just dreadfully terrible. For me, it holds a special place in my heart. This movie helped raise me when I was a kid. For me, when I go back and watch the action between Nuclear Man and Superman, it's still pretty cool because like I said, this movie holds a special place in my heart. For better or for worse, I will always like it. So then you kind of fast forward to the, uh, the 2000s, early 2000s, and we started to get a glimpse of what a modern superhero movie could be like. Because really, through most of the 90s, we didn't get much at all. Like I said, we got those early Batman films, the early, early Superman films in the 70s and 80s, which they started to go downhill pretty quick, especially, especially when they got to this one. Other than that, there was a Phantom, I believe that's what the movie was called, The Phantom. 
starring Billy Zane. I remember that came out in the 90s as well. I guess you could consider The Shadow maybe possibly a superhero-esque type film, but we didn't get a whole lot in the 90s. Fast forward to 2000 and we get X-Men. And the X-Men was kind of the one that really showed the potential of what a superhero movie could possibly be. And then after that, not, not long after that, a year or two, I believe it was 2002 when the original Sam Raimi Spider-Man film came out. And that's when the floodgates started to open as far as the superhero genre. Even though there was a pretty, pretty rough patch in the early to mid or to late 2000s even, they didn't really get the formula quite right until Iron Man, which came out in 2008. That's kind of my history and, and why I have such admiration and fascination with comic book movies. I don't think that'll ever go away. You hear these people talking about, you know, superhero movie fatigue. And it, for me, at least, that's something that I don't see happening. Although I do have my worries about the sheer mass of content that we're getting, especially these days, you know, it's nothing for us to get five, maybe even six superhero movies a year. So occasionally that does creep into my brain, like what if superhero movies go the way of the Western, you know, where back in the 60s or 50s, 50s, 60s, maybe 70s, the Western movie was like the biggest blockbuster film. And eventually, you know, audiences got tired of it because they continued to see Western after Western after Western. And, you know, there's only so many original stories that you can come up with in that setting or in that genre. So... That is something that I do think about from time to time or wonder if uh, there could possibly, or superhero fatigue could possibly start to creep in, especially with the casual audiences. But that's just something we'll have to wait and see, but that's kind of a little bit of my backstory and why I like to do what I do. So hope you guys enjoyed that. Stay tuned for more videos. Usually we try to do at least two videos a week. So thank you so much for joining me, everyone. Have a great rest of your day.